This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. For connectors, cables, and more, call 920-435-2973 or visit pl-259.com. And by ICOM. Heard it? Worked it? Logged it. Visit www.icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information about ICOM radios. It's Ham Radio. Time for Ham Talk Live, episode number 289, the Voice of America 80th Anniversary Special Event. I'm your host, Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Ham Talk Live. We're doing this on February 17th, 2022, and we're joined by Jocelyn KD8VRX, Mark K3POE, and Peter N4PVH in just a short while. Uh, last episode... It was on live from Orlando Hamcation. So if you missed that show, you can listen anytime at hamtalklive.com or on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube. And don't forget, you can catch the rebroadcast of Ham Talk Live over on WTWW Shortwave. They're at 5085 on your AM dial. Again, 5.085 Saturday afternoons at about 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time. So uh, we're going to talk about this uh, special event tonight, and uh, one of the places that you can find a, a lot of information about this special event is on the QRZ pages of the uh, the call sign. So there's W3V, Whiskey 3 Victor, uh, Whiskey 8 Oscar, and uh, Whiskey 4 Alpha are the three um, special event calls that will be on the air this weekend. And uh, so check out their QRZ pages and you can see some links to uh, some of the things that uh, we're going to talk about tonight. So uh, make sure you check that out. So I'll be back with Jocelyn, Mark and Peter right after this word from Tower Electronics right here on Ham Talk Live. Jerry, what's up, man? I haven't seen you at Sunbucks in a while. I used to see you every morning getting coffee. What's up? Well, I can't afford Sunbucks five days a week anymore. I had to spend my money on PL259s. You know, those antenna projects I've been meaning to do. I had to do them before my HOA finds out I have antennas. That's too bad, Jerry. I miss seeing you and catching up over coffee. You should get your PL259s from Tower Electronics. They have great stuff. Jerry, you're back. Oh, QRM Heterodyne Frappuccino. That's a good choice. How's it going? Did you get all those antennas up before the HOA police showed up? Yeah, I got them all done. Thanks for telling me about Tower Electronics. Now I can have my coffee. 
I just saved a bunch of money on my PL259s by switching to Tower Electronics. Don't get caught without PL259s. Visit Tower Electronics online at pl-259.com or at a ham fest near you. Or give them a call at 920-435-2973. And be sure to pick up some power poles, adapters, and cables too. Running barefoot is for the beach. We're cranking 1.5 trillion nanowatts right here on Ham Talk Live. Welcome back to Ham Talk Live. Tower Electronics will be at Dalton, Georgia on February 26th. That's at the North Georgia Ag Fairgrounds. And then November 5th, they'll be at Cave City, Kentucky at the Cave City Convention Center. Or you can visit them anytime at pl-259.com. Welcome back to Ham Talk Live tonight. Jocelyn KD8VRX, Mark K3POE, and Peter N4PVH join us on the Orlando Amateur Radio Club and Hamcation Zoom line. Jocelyn Bro KD8VRX is the past president of the Westchester Amateur Radio Association, WC8VOA, located at the Voice of America Bethany Relay Station in northern Cincinnati. And Jocelyn organizes many special events and contest entries at the Voice of America Museum of Broadcasting, located on the original VOA site. Mark Poe K3POE is one of the Voice of America's RF engineers uh, based in Washington, D.C. And Mark got licensed uh, because of the other engineers uh, at the VOA and, and their influence. And then uh, we also have with us tonight Peter Van Houten in 4 PVH. He is the president of the Brightleaf Amateur Radio Club in Greenville, North Carolina, and is spearheading a restoration of the Voice of America site there into a ham radio superstation. So, uh, Jocelyn, Mark, and Peter, welcome to Ham Talk Live. Good evening, Neil. Good evening. Good evening, Neil. It's an honor. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, we have uh, this special event coming up this weekend, and uh, so we want to make sure everybody knows about it and and what's taking place here. So uh, let's start off um, with talking about uh, the call signs that are involved and and the dates and times and locations here for this special event. Uh, So let's see. Peter, you want to take that one? Sure. Sure. So uh, we all got together and decided to uh, get some one-by-one calls, and uh, the suffix of them spell out VOA. So in Washington, D.C., we will have W3V, and in Westchester, Ohio, we will have W8O, and in Greenville, North Carolina, we will have W4Alpha, and... uh, um, We'll be operating somewhere around 10 o'clock in the morning until about 8 p.m. Obviously, uh, operators can go longer if they so desire. 
and um, uh, the bands that we've been looking uh, to start with is uh, 20 meters, 40 meters, 80 uh, with single sideband CW and FTA. So. Okay, very good. So that's 10 to 8 Eastern time here in the U.S. And uh, we'll be on the air from those three call signs at those three different locations. Okay, so Jocelyn, uh, what bands and modes uh, are going to be active? And what about the spotting? Are are some of the stations going to be spotted so we can uh, find you all that way? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I'll answer your questions or I'll repeat a little bit what Peter said. So, yeah, we're looking from 20 to 80. If uh, 10 and 15 meters are open, we're going to try those bands, but we're going to go with the good old uh, 10, 40, 80, which usually works. Uh, as uh, as Peter said, you know, we're doing a sideband, uh, FT8. We're going to try to do CW. I'm what we are aware that the AWRL DX CW contest is also this weekend. Uh, if the bands are too crowded, we may switch to a non-contesting uh, band like 12 or, or, or uh, 17 meters. Uh, as far as spotting, uh, yeah, we had a, a quick uh, intro of uh, DX Heat. Um, I know that uh, not everybody is familiar with it, but I think everybody likes it. So uh, we're going to be uh, spotting ourselves, and we encourage people to hear us on the air to you know respot us just to make sure we uh, we're easy to find for everybody. All right, very good. Okay, and I'm sure you have uh, QSL cards uh, available for everybody who works the station. So uh, let's let's hear about those and where people should send those and, and all those details. So uh, let's let's go to Mark on that one. We will, so each station, the W3V, W8O, and W4A will have their own eQSL card uh, for uh, that will be sent out. Within a few days after uh, after the contest is over, once we process all the uh, all the logs and all the AIDF files and, and so on and so forth, and then uh, those who submit a SASC will get a paper card, and there will also be a certificate. And our certificates will have written on the back which stations they contacted, on which mode, and at what time, and all that will be filled out, and there will be. Uh, it'll be double-sided, obviously, and it'll have. Correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Jocelyn. The, the certificate will have the a picture of the WLO uh, transmitter on the on one side. Is that correct? Uh, that, that that, the that's, the QSL, that's, that's the QSL. That's the QSL card. Thing. Yeah, the certificate is just the PDF that uh, will be emailed to the QRZ. Uh, email address of the recipient. So if you make contact with us, uh, make sure your QRZ email address is up to date because that's what we will be using to send out the certificate and the uh, the digital QSL cards um, with all the, uh, the information. Uh, the certificate, uh, we were lucky enough to have Lou and O2C and Sally K2RYD helping us out with uh, generating those certificates for us and, and emailing those out to all the, uh, you know, the, the people that make contact. You only need to make a contact to get uh, either the certificate, the QSL or the electronic QSL, digital QSL card, or the uh, or or this SASC. Um, obviously, you can you should shoot for the clean sweep. You will have a clean sweep endorsement on the uh, uh, the certificate. But uh, yeah, so one contact doesn't matter what mode gets you uh, possibly three awards. 
All right, thank you. So, um, Mark, you're you're a current employee of Voice of America as the RF engineer. Let's talk a little bit about the 80th anniversary here and and what that means uh, to you and the staff at VOA. It is really a milestone uh, to have to be have to still be in existence after 80 years. You know, we started at the end of World War II to uh, combat uh, Nazi propaganda with the truth and from the very beginning even in those early first broadcasts uh it was said that whether the good sorry whether the news would be good or bad we would we would tell you the truth and a lot of times the news was bad and it was it was negative you know the when the allies were losing it it really didn't look good but it was uh it it made us credible to have to, to share that with the world and to not try and try to hide it like like the Nazis did, and later the with the Russians, that everything's copacetic, everything's great. You know, the uh, harvests are plentiful. Don't question the Fuhrer. And you know, we were have have been and remain a um, a, a the voice of America, and we we're, we are intended to represent not just a view, but the but a comprehensive view of significant quote significant American thought to uh, paraphrase our charter and ever ever since then you know we've, we haven't shied away to going going forward you know now uh, you know we're we're in the 21st century and voa has has been a pioneer in a lot of areas including being the first broadcaster to distribute programming on the internet in 1994 using a gopher which i guess you would call a browser Back a oh, long, long, long ago, and then the, for audio files, they had an FTP site that you had to download them very, very slowly. Um, yeah. But yeah. it's it existed, and yeah. So the, the VOA, you know, has decommissioned these two sites that uh, are going to be in the special event in, in Westchester, Ohio, and in Greenville. Um, but the VOA is is still operating, and, and again, you're you're one of the people in charge of making sure that RF is still going where it's supposed to go. So, so where where is VOA right now, and um, what are the target audiences um, for the RF side of things? And then, of course, it's you know worldwide with streaming. I would assume target audience. Is that that's a uh, I can just say there we are broadcasting in 40, 40 different languages at the moment. The every everything from Uyghur to Tigray to Swahili, Tibetan, and Spanish. Some English. There's the, the learning the special English broadcast is still is still on the air and. There have been many people who, who visited Jocelyn's museum who've, who've said that you know they learned to speak English from uh, the Voice of America, and that is just one of the many languages. English is just one of the many languages. Although we uh, the standard English broadcasts, as like the BBC might have, are they have kind of taken a backseat to other more important. Um, Targets, I, I guess you would say, but I'm not. I'm not here as a representative of the Voice of America. I can only state what you know, what's public knowledge, and sure. um, I guess that's. Uh, I guess that's. A, did, did I answer your question? So, so yeah, uh, tell me a little more about the RF. Let's, you know, just 
like like you said, you're not a representative <laughs> necessarily in this uh, wearing this hat tonight. But but you know what bands what bands what uh, you know what are some of the transmitters that are currently running and antennas those kinds of things. Oh wow, um, we have oh running down through the sites. I, we have there was. Greenville, obviously, site A. There's in Mar- Marathon. We have the largest AM station in the country broadcasts out of uh, Marathon Key towards Cuba. We have Sao Tome. There's uh, Botswana. We have two stations in Germany. There's Kuwait. There's Philippines, Thailand. There are two in the Marianas at Saipan and Tinian. There's a megawatt. We have a megawatt um, AM station in uh, in Thailand as well. Uh, the coolest antenna we have is in Kuwait, and it's a it's a rotatable two by two curtain that um, spins you know spins like uh, on a, on a shaft, and I can hit anywhere from Europe all the way to China with from that antenna. I'll say that most most of the sites these days uh, use curtains, uh, the usually slewable curtains. The transmitters are predominantly 250 kilowatts, although there are some that are 50 kilowatt backup transmitters. For a while, we were using one of these 50 kilowatters to to run a DRM program out of uh, the Greenville transmitting station there in uh, well. And that has that has since ceased, but we, we maintain the capability to re, to broadcast DRM uh, in the future. Personally, I would like to see some of that come back, but that's yeah, that's that's neither here nor here nor there at the moment. <laughs> the, the 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 Greenville station still maintains many rhombic antennas. Whether they're using them or not, um, I am not. I can't speak about, but. They are pretty impressive when you see just the amount of steel that goes in, that went into the building these things. And um, in one of, one of my jobs, we were you know, dismantling antennas and moving things around and moving transmitters around. And you know, you you, you really re- learn to respect the, how well these things were built. And you know, I am younger than most of the transmitters in our in our system. <laughs> uh, we I don't think we bought. I don't. I think the last shortwave transmitter we bought was in the eighties. Wow! And I know that I know that the last medium wave we bought was in two thousand four, which was a uh, eight hundred eight hundred thousand water for um, Central Asia. And I can say that because I was uh, I did the factory acceptance test for it mm-hmm. uh, in France. It's a talus a talus transmitter, but as far as the um, the majority of our transmitters are continental. There are some Marconi as in a shortwave side. We have, I know of a, a Harris. There are a few Harris uh, DX series AM transmitters. There are some Marconi medium wave transmitters. I'm not sure what the megawatt is in Thailand, but um, that's impressive, you know, regardless. Yeah. And oh, absolutely, um, a lot of the AMs have 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 gone by the wayside. You know, we, we had one in Cyprus, and that, it's off the air. We we closed a shortwave station in Sri Lanka. 
within the past six years, seven years, site A in Greenville was closed. But I, yeah, that's uh, what remains. It remains to be seen. It seems like every time they talk about uh, cutting back programming and cutting languages or, you know, defund, you know, the sunsetting of shortwave, there's some disaster that happens, some crisis that, you know, they, they immediately, someone wants to know, how do we get into this region that is uh, landlocked uh, mentally? You know, there's no... There's no free flow of information of or into or about a uh, certain region. And it falls back on the short wave. It falls back mm-hmm. on, on, mm-hmm. on this, quote, antiquated technology. Yeah, never, I never thought of that. But, um, you know, with so much of the, uh, the Internet, uh, you know, being, uh, you know, cut off and filtered by certain countries, that would be one way you could get around that. Yeah. Right. And, and uh Mark, how many listeners uh, did you have uh, here recently? We've uh, 310 million uh, audience, up from wow. 280 in, uh, in 2020. So the audience is, is growing still. And it's audience? It, it's, mm-hmm. it's some pretty cool stuff. Uh, and, uh, you know, when I went to the museum the first time in Westchester and heard about the, the special English uh, thing, that really caught my attention that you know by using basic english words you could you could actually you know teach people english over over a radio and um it's just fascinating uh you know the the progress that that made teaching people and and so that they can listen to you know the newscasts and know you know what the, the true happenings are in their world i got did i did i answer your questions uh Officially, yeah. there is that. Yeah, that's good. Um, that's good. So, my, I, I will admit, I will admit, my favorite antenna in the in the network is uh, is in Djibouti. It's one of the medium waves. I forgot to mention. There is a. We have one site next to a shortwave site run by the uh, government of Djibouti. Well, um, one of my first jobs was to model a log periodic. Um, antenna, very similar to the one that they have in w, at WRNO, the Rock of New Orleans. Oh, yes. Yep. And I was given a paper uh, size C drawing. This is like two feet by three feet in French. And, it, <laughs> and the drawing was only the, it was wire lengths. There's wire lengths. And I had, and it had like, a few notations on angle, like pitch angle and and rib angle and cage, you know, wire diameter and insulator size. I had to like model all this in neck to try to figure out whether uh, doubling the power would make would cause corona on the insulators. And I just like I had a I had literally had this is before Google Translate. I literally had a French to English dictionary out trying to understand what this, <laughs> what all this stuff was. I did. I had never. I had never done. You know, a log periodic antenna. Sort of new. You know, TV antennas. But, but anyway, the long story short, the model predicted that there would be no corona. We double the power, and the Djibouti government was very happy. 
Well, there you go. Can't ask for, for much better than that. All right, well, we're going to take a break here, and when we come back, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about some of the uh, the history of VOA and uh, and a little bit more with the, uh, the special event uh, when we come back with Jocelyn, Mark, and Peter right after this word from ICOM America right here on Ham Talk Live. Now is the time to spice up your ham shack with ICOM's new ID-52 handheld. Now shipping. This radio is perfect for staying in or venturing out and working your favorite bands this winter season. The ID-52A is now shipping. ICOM's newest handheld amateur radio is a VHF-UHF dual bander with D-Star and FM dual mode functions. This radio supports conventional FM communications and D-Star simplex for Peter, regional and worldwide calls over the D-Star Internet Gateway. The ID-52A is the first amateur radio handheld with a full-color 2.3-inch waterfall display and the ability to send photos over D-Star with a connected Android device. Other features include a wideband receiver with a guaranteed range of 144 to 148 and 440 to 450 megahertz, integrated GPS, including grid square location, micro SD card slot, micro USB connector, and IPX7 waterproof. For more information about ICOM radios, go to icomamerica.com slash amateur. You're listening to Ham Talk Live, the number one podcast amongst the podcasts with the words ham, talk, and live in the title. Here's your host, Neil Rapp. Welcome back to Ham Talk Live. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And and you want to watch those as we record shows. We'll be posting the topic, and you'll have a chance to ask your questions in advance since we're not doing uh, the live shows much anymore. Uh, that's how we'll take your questions is uh, on Twitter uh, ahead of time, so make sure you check us out there on social media for the topics as uh, these programs are produced. All right, well, let's get back to the guys here talking about the 80th anniversary of the Voice of America special event. All right, welcome back. We're here with uh, Jocelyn Bro, K88VRX, and, and Mark, K3POE, and Peter, N4PVH. They are the, the people behind the 80th anniversary of the Voice of America special event coming up this weekend. And I want to go to uh, Peter here for a little bit. Uh, Peter, talk about what's going on at the, the Greenville site and, and trying to build this... Uh, the super station down there. Tell us what's going on. Uh, yeah, just as a, a, a brief intro to the Greenville sites, we had, uh, I think back in the uh, 1963, was it? JFK went and uh, commissioned the VOA site in Greenville, and uh, they made A and B. They had three of them, A, B, and C. A and B were identical uh, all the way down to the water coolers. Um, and eventually A got decommissioned 
uh, budget cuts or whatever. And B currently is very much up and running and broadcasting to South America. A site C uh, was more of a relay station and a listening post than it was anything else. And uh, so it wasn't really designed to have the huge transmitters that A or B had. So C got decommissioned in the 90s. And uh, so our Brightly Famature Radio Club has been going out there ever since then and hooking up, you know, a, a ladder line to these things and blasting our signal all over the world with uh, about 20 to 23 dB gain on these rhombic antennas. Um, so there, there used to be 23 rhombic antennas and a bunch of them got carted off to other places. But we have four of them left in, in the major directions. They're typically about a little less than the towers are a little less than 200 feet. And uh, they have uh, sort of diamond shaped, a rhombic shape. And uh, they have typically three wires going from the apex to the side antenna uh, tower and then back to the apex again. So it makes them rather broad banded. And then um, so these towers have been up since uh, the well, since 63 and we actually managed to have a, a, a little test where the Navy did a rim pack exercise all the way out in, uh, in Hawaii. And one of our members went out with uh, a small antenna and uh, radio, and they um, set up there in the, uh, one of the dormant volcanoes. And what they really were trying to do is to see if they could have an emergency hospital set up and sort of if there was a big disaster how would the navy help out and uh so they all set up their tents and everybody got ready to communicate all over the world and uh our little bright leaf club of uh 69 members uh one of them was out there and within one day he was on the air and communicating all the way back to these antennas at the greenville site it was called project strong angel and so the next transmission didn't occur for three days later. <laughs> so the amateur radio boys, ah, we got it done. So uh, just to prove that we could do stuff uh, in an emergency. But those antennas were very uh, critical to be able to make the distance all the way to Hawaii. And uh, they did. So um, obviously our one guy out there with a small antenna on a pole uh, wasn't exactly uh, broadcasting a whole lot of power, but he established communications and had a wonderful link that way. So we've, we've realized the emergency use of these antennas has, has been, you know, it's one of those things you, you, you wish they were up all the time. So we kept putting up temporary feed lines and they kept getting torn down. So finally, after, you know, two years of COVID and we couldn't get there, everything had been torn down. And um, so, you know, one question after another and starting to get involved into this project, uh, you know, uh, I kind of realized, hey, why don't we put out some permanent feed lines? And um, my co-hosts here kind of suggested a bunch of things. And this thing, this project just started to spin itself up, spool itself up into full gear. So, as it stands now, we have two log periodic antennas that are steerable and on uh, 96-foot towers. And then we have the four rhombics. 
And we'd love to have all of them come back into the ham shack. And then um, we've been working on a station design, looking at all kinds of uh, SDR radios and and so that could possibly be controlled remotely and looking at a software called uh, Node Red to automate all of this. And uh, this has been done by several other people already. So it's not like we're inventing something new. But with a browser, any browser on any machine could come in and with the right credentials run the station. We have fiber optic internet coming into the station. And we're going to have four drops right into the room. So we have internet out the yin-yang. Then we have a generator for the entire building. So whenever the power goes out, we're still going to be on the air. And we also have a tower outside that we could put uh, either a mesh network or a repeater or some other kind of a thing. And, oh, one extra thing. We have a 30-foot satellite dish. Uh, if we could do something with, if somebody could figure out how to make it work. So uh, uh, we have a whole bunch of uh, old parts that we're trying to spin up into a uh, super station, if I can get the funding. And uh, we're looking into, you know, um, GoFundMe and, uh, and grants and whatever I can find to, um, to do this. But so we're, we're actively in the planning stages right now. So um, it sounds like uh, a fabulous setup. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, kind of disappointed me at at Bethany is, you know, the 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 antennas are all gone and, you know, the matching network is still out there. But and the the tower bases out in the park, but the antennas are gone and you all were were lucky enough to hang on to at least four of the uh, the rhombics. And and so, yeah, I can't I can't imagine being able to to hook up to those. So I hope uh, hope that project uh, comes to fruition. Yeah, so if any of your uh, people want to see what we're talking about, uh, the Internet site uh, W4AMC.com has a link that shows the project and where it stands and what we're doing. So um, uh, that's easy. You know, if people are interested, they can go hit it and see, all right, what are they doing now? So, Yeah, very good. Well, let's go over to Jocelyn again uh, up in uh, Westchester and um, just kind of talk a little bit more about the special event before we sign off tonight um, about the the uh, certificates and, and QSL information. Just, just kind of recap everything for us um, so people can work this special event this weekend. Yeah, happy to do so, Neil. So, as we mentioned, there'll be uh, three stations on the air, Whiskey 3V from uh, the uh, D.C. area, uh, Whiskey 8 Oscar, obviously, from uh, VOA Bethany, and Whiskey 4 Alpha from the Greenville site. And uh, we'll be on, uh, again, 2280 for sure. If 10 and 15 are open, we're going to try to get on those bands. Look for us on sideband. There'll be some FT8 stations running. And we will also uh, try to uh, get some CWN, as I mentioned before, the AWRL contest is going on. So we won't be able to, uh, you know, we'll see what we can do there on the bands. And if you make a contact with anybody um, uh, or any of the stations, I should say, uh, you'll be able to get the certificate uh, that will be emailed to your QRZ address 
within two weeks, I believe is what Lou said. The, um, the digital QSL card will be e- emailed to your QRZ email address as well. And that'll take about a day or so, uh, you know, for us to process that. Uh, and then the, uh, if you send an SASC to the, uh, the, the, the QSL information that's on the, uh, uh, QRZ page, um, you'll be able to, uh, get the, uh, card, the paper card as well. And that'll take a little longer, obviously, to, uh, sort everything out. But, uh, those are the things we have. And, uh, we've already got some operators lined up for us to work while the museum will be operating. Uh, I want to remind the listeners that the, uh, VOA Music and Broadcasting is open on the weekends and the afternoon. And uh, during Hamvention, if you're coming for Hamvention, we always have extended hours. It will start Thursday and will end Sunday. And during uh, from Thursday to Saturday will be 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. And then on Sunday, it will be 12 p.m. to 5 p.m. Okay, so I'm sure we'll be talking about that again before uh, Hamvention, but that's uh, a little yes. preview here to 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 put that uh, thought in people's minds that uh, you know if you're coming to Hamvention, you haven't seen uh, one of these VOA sites. Uh, this is a, a great one to come check out, and uh, there's just a ton of work's been done to make it very accessible and and friendly to to people going around looking at all this you know all this vintage equipment and uh, so it, it's uh, a must see so uh, we'll we'll talk about that more i'm sure as we get closer uh to hamvention but um uh, every year when i go to hamvention uh take a bunch of people down to uh the museum and, and do a tour and and um you know always see something different every time i walk into the place it, there there's something different so, uh, Jocelyn, uh, what else do you have for us? I just wanted forgot to mention one thing, which is if you go on a different weekend, uh, that's not hamvention, uh, let the person at the front desk know you are a ham. Uh, we understand you want probably a more technical tour and we'll try to get you a docent that has more, uh, understands a little bit more of the technical background uh, versus just getting the uh, general public tour, which is still fabulous. Uh, but you, you get a little bit more insight on some of the, the stuff. So I just uh, wanted to mention that. Yeah, and you know, and and the, you'll probably get the Drake collection on top of everything, <laughs> where everybody else might be going. What's that? Uh, so, all right, very good. Well, uh, I think we're we're about finished here. So let me let me just kind of go around to everybody. Uh, any final comments or anything that we've left out? Uh, let's go to Mark first. I would like to mention one thing that's uh, as we were talking about the. Uh, the VOA Museum there in Ohio, they have the first transmitter that was used to broadcast the first program from the Voice of America overseas, the WLWO. Right, right, Joslyn? Yep, yeah, absolutely right. Uh, and that was a, uh, I'll call it a barn find. Uh, as some of you may know, uh, WLW down the road from the VOA Museum uh, is the land is being. Uh, Redeveloped, so to speak. There'll be a little commercial center on near the tower. Um, it's, it's going to be interesting. Um, but uh, as they were tearing down some stuff and moving stuff, one of the, uh, the uh, actually uh, Lee, which is the uh, 
museum curator uh, ask if he could look around and you know ask what's in the what's in the back shed oh just a bunch of you know nothing and he started looking at it and then opened a couple of doors and then he knew exactly what he was looking at and uh, salvaged it what the parts that could be salvaged and brought back to the museum and uh, it is now on display so we're very fortunate uh, that we were able to save it and bring it back so uh, thank you, Mark, for bringing that up. I had forgotten to mention, yes, the for bef- before VOA, the Bethany station was fully operational. The way to get the uh, message back to Europe was with the uh, WLWO uh, over overseas uh, transmitter out of Mason that would basically beam it back to uh, the United Kingdom. And then the BBC would take it from shortwave and rebroadcast over longwave and medium wave for the uh, German public to hear. All right. Anything else, Mark? <clears throat> well, one of the QSL cards will have the tra- a picture of the transmitter on it. Ah, very good. Um, in case you're interested in that. Yeah. Um, as will there, and Jocelyn's will will have an image of the of the massive log periodic there at Site C. For, for all the, those interested in, in antennas and RF side of things, I know um, from my point of view, uh, this uh, this whole episode has brought up an old memory, and uh, uh, I was a young kid in 1963 uh, in Germany. Mm-hmm. And uh, after the assassination of President Kennedy, uh, we tuned into the Voice of America to find out what the truth was rather than whatever was being spoken at the time. Um, so wherever we moved quite frequently about every two years, international business is what my father was doing. And for us, for me and our family, it was very, very important to really understand what was going on so you could make the proper decisions about what was happening. So the service has been an incredible influence to world events and um, mm-hmm. trying to be a, 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 an equalizer in the playing field. So um, I'm very honored to be able to do this. All right, Peter. Well, thank you so much for being here and, and Mark and, and Jocelyn appreciate uh, all your work and getting this special event going and a uh, chance to remember back uh, 80 years ago when, uh, when that transmitter first uh, came on the air and uh, was operational. So thank you all for being here tonight. And uh, we look forward to hearing you on the air this weekend. Look, it sounds fantastic. We're looking for a lot of people calling us, help us uh, spot and keep us uh, keep us busy. That's what we're there for. Thank you, Neil. Thank you, Neil. You're Thank you, most Neil. welcome. Appreciate it. You're most welcome. All right. Well, that is a wrap for this edition of Ham Talk Live. Uh, I'd like to thank my guests, uh, Jocelyn, KD8VRX, and Mark, in three or K3POE, rather, and Peter, N4PVH, and everybody out there in cyberspace for listening, and invite you back uh, next week when Mark Smith, N6MTS, will be here to talk about SOAR, that's Satellite Optimized Amateur Radio. And uh, for a list of all of our upcoming guests, visit hamtalklive.com. So for now, this is Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, saying 7375, and may the good DX be yours.
came right back to my secure call You read ability five and strength nine You never once mentioned your weather at all And I didn't mention mine We talked and talked for hours and hours I completely forgot you're a hand I don't know your power or the height of your tower And frankly I don't give a damn For 73 to you and your family I'll be seeing you further down the law Your 73 to you and your family I'll be seeing you further down the law It's hard 